all chapters of mystery of the secret band will be recorded by april six zero nine zero california united states of america this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. mystery of the secret band by edith lavelle chapter one a real detective mary louise stamped the snow from her feet and removed her galoshes on the porch whistling the christmas carol her class had just sung at school she opened the door of her house and stepped inside her mother was sitting in an armchair in the living-room sewing she looked up with a smile at her daughter how did your entertainment go she inquired swell replied mary louise enthusiastically the seniors were great you should have seen max i'd like to have seen mary louise gay mused her mother but this snow and your father had the car oh i wasn't so hot laughed mary louise modestly i'll tell you who was the star of the afternoon little rosemary dots she was so funny she forgot all of her piece except the second line i'm going to have plum pudding well she said that once and then she stared around at the audience and repeated it and still she couldn't think of any more so she said it again and rubbed her fat little tummy as she repeated it well she kept that up until i thought we'd just pass out laughing at her honestly the tears were rolling down my cheeks her teacher had to come up to the platform and take her away that must have been funny agreed mrs gay well i guess you're thankful that it's all over how do you like this weather for your vacation mary louise's brown eyes sparkled with pleasure it's keen she exclaimed she executed a little dance step in her joy two whole weeks with nothing to do but coast and skate and dance and eat and sleep once in a while oh yes of course especially eat what would christmas be without eating what are you going to do now inquired her mother go coasting max and norman are bringing the bobsled over in ten minutes and jane and i are supposed to be ready you better hurry then get something to eat first and i forgot to tell you your father wants to see you at half past five this afternoon be sure to be home in time he said he wanted to consult you about somebody's christmas present i thought all our christmas shopping was finished last week it was this hasn't anything to do with presents but it concerns your christmas vacation i believe replied mrs gay oh that sounds exciting exclaimed mary louise mr gay was a detective on the police force and knowing his daughter's keen interest in the solution of crimes he sometimes discussed his cases with her already she had shown marked ability in the same line herself by unraveling two baffling mysteries the preceding summer she ran out into the kitchen and poured a glass of milk for herself and cut a piece of chocolate cake this brisk weather certainly made her feel hungry and the refreshments tasted good then she dashed upstairs to change into her snowsuit a long trousered costume that happened to be popular with the older girls at the moment when she was all ready she opened her side window and whistled to her chum jane patterson who lived across the snow-covered lawn in the house next door yo jane she called immediately a corresponding window flew up and a youthful face appeared at the enclosure ready was the reply boys there yet i think i hear them 
returned mary louise come on over the windows were slammed down simultaneously and the two girls dashed downstairs to their porches before they had finished putting on their galoshes the boys were at the gay's house left the sled at the gate announced max miller mary louise's especial boyfriend in riverside do you think the snow's packed hard enough demanded jane hope so returned max with a grin the kids were sledding last night over near cooper's woods so they ought to have made a track anyhow we can have some fun you've just got to be outdoors weather like this they made their way across the yard chatting about the school entertainment their dates for the next two weeks and the fun which christmas always brought them when they reached the hill where the coasting was the best near riverside they found many of their old high school friends and for two hours they alternately rode down the steep incline at a breathtaking speed and then trudged slowly back to the top the sun was setting and the afternoon was gone before they knew it oh i must go home exclaimed mary louise glancing at her wristwatch in amazement it's only five o'clock returned max complacently you don't eat at your house before six thirty do you come on mary lou called jane all aboard her chum shook her head i can't jane i've got to be home by five thirty why the rush demanded max i have to see my father he left word with mother for me to be there oh you can see him at supper observed jane lightly you don't want to break up the party do you no of course not no need for that at all i'll just run along by myself you people take some more rides nix answered max loyally you're not going home alone past these woods if you have to go mary lou i'll go too oh we might as well all go said jane i suppose it wouldn't hurt to be on time for a meal once in a while still i don't see what all the fuss is about max looked straight into mary louise's eyes a serious expression on his face mary lou he asked you're not doing any more detective stuff are you surely last summer was enough the girl laughed yes it was plenty haven't i been pretty good all fall never tried to listen in on any of dad's cases or hunt for clues i should think you'd be cured remarked jane the whole town could burn down before i go through an experience like yours last summer to discover a criminal and if it hadn't been for max and norman i owe them my life said mary louise half seriously half smilingly but in her heart she felt a deep sense of gratitude to her two youthful rescuers max could use it remarked norman slyly i'll say i could muttered the other young man fervently but you really don't think you'll do dangerous things again do you mary lou he asked eagerly you'll leave the solving of mysteries and crimes to your father hereafter won't you mary louise's eyes twinkled i'm not making any rash promises it sort of gets into the blood max there's no other thrill like it i'd rather solve a mystery than eat but i really don't think there's anything for me to solve now so you can put your mind at rest i'll feel safer after this talk with your father is over returned the young man they came to a hill and the subject was forgotten as they all piled on the sled and rode down together it was only a little past five-thirty when mary louise opened the door of her house her father was already there beside the roaring logs in the fireplace comfortably smoking mr gay was a tall impressive-looking man with a determined jaw 
which announced to the world that he usually accomplished whatever he set out to do he was proud of his daughter's detective work that summer and delighted to have her follow in his footsteps though he wished he might keep her always from the more gruesome features in the pursuit of crimes and criminals hello mary lou he called gazing admiringly at her rosy cheeks and sparkling eyes did you have a good time wonderful she replied hanging up her snowflaked coat i'm sorry to be late dad but i had a hard time getting the others home that's all right daughter it won't take long for me to tell you what i have in mind it may take longer for you to decide upon your answer mary louise sat down opposite him and waited expectantly not saying another word there is a small hotel for women in philadelphia he began it is a pretty up-to-date place though they try to keep their rates down because it is endowed and supposedly was started for girls in moderate circumstances they have been having some trouble lately valuables have been stolen and they are practically sure that none of the servants is guilty so they want a detective a detective repeated mary louise breathlessly you mean yes i mean you mary lou the proposition was put up to me and naturally i can't handle it myself i was to find them a woman detective for a week or so and i suggested you the woman in charge is delighted she said a young girl like you could work better than anyone else because no one would suspect you of being a detective and you could have a room near hers under her protection you see now the great question is would you want to give up your holiday for this purpose all those engagements you have all the fun you have planned with your young friends christmas day alone in a strange city would it be worth it to you it did not take mary louise a moment to make her decision i'd love it dad she cried ecstatically but i shouldn't know how to go about it she added hesitatingly what to do how to begin mrs hillard she is the hotel manager would give you all the facts explained her father i'd go with you and get you started but you must consider carefully mary lou think of your friends and your mother and your own pleasures you can let me know tomorrow mary louise nodded solemnly i know daddy but this seems like the chance of a lifetime because you see i mean to be a detective when i graduate from high school this is something definite to go on a real experience which i can make use of when i apply for a job yes of course and by the way there is a salary attached you are to get twenty-five dollars a week and an extra bonus if you get any of the lost valuables back oh daddy the exclamation was almost a whisper so odd was mary louise at the thought of, of actually earning money in the work that she loved best in all the world when would i start she asked i could take you with me to philadelphia tomorrow morning but that wouldn't give you much time to write notes to your friends and pack your things i suppose you'd have a lot of engagements to break yes but they don't matter don't you want to think it over another day i could come back and take you after the weekend no daddy there's not a question of doubt in my mind i want to try it and start as soon as possible some of the crowd will be at jane's tonight, and i can tell them and phone to the others i'll pack my clothes before i go have you told mother yet no i haven't i thought there was no use stirring her up if you didn't care to undertake it but now we'll have to break the news to her if you're sure you tell her daddy 
urged mary louise it will be easier all right i will he promised a voice sounded from the kitchen mary louise could you do an errand for me you'll just have time before supper yes mother replied the girl jumping to her feet then in a whisper to her father she added tell her while i'm gone picking up her coat again she ran out into the kitchen i want you to take this basket of jellies and fruit cake over to old mrs detweiler said mrs gay i think it would be nice for them to have the things earlier this year because they have so little at christmas time yes it would mother agreed the girl absently ask them whether they've heard anything from margaret asked mrs gay maybe she's coming home for christmas she wasn't home all summer was she mother no and they didn't hear from her either they're terribly worried i can't see why margaret detweiler would do a thing like that when her grandparents have been so good to her all her life why mrs detweiler wore the same dress for five years just so she could put margaret through high school and the girl always seemed so grateful and affectionate too maybe something happened to her suggested mary louise surely they would have heard of it had well run along dear and come right back because dinner is practically ready mary louise pulled on her beret and her galoshes and went out into the snow again it was entirely dark now but the stars were shining and the air was just cold enough to be invigorating how good it was to be young and lively and happy how sorry she felt for this poor old couple whom she was visiting missing their granddaughter so dreadfully but perhaps everything was all right maybe margaret detweiler was coming home for christmas the small brick house where the old couple lived was only a few blocks from mary louise's home half walking half running the girl covered the distance in less than ten minutes she saw a low light in the living room and knocked at the door both of the detweilers were well over seventy and they lived modestly but comfortably on a small pension which mr detweiler received it had been sufficient for their needs until the death of margaret's parents obliged them to take care of their only grandchild but they had gladly sacrificed everything to give margaret an education and a happy girlhood she was older than mary louise by three or four years so that the latter had never known her well but she had always seemed like a sweet girl mr detweiler opened the door and insisted that mary louise come inside both the old people loved mrs gay and enjoyed the wonderful presents of her own making she sent every christmas they were profuse in their thanks you must take off your things and get warm before you start out again urged mrs detweiler i'm really not a bit cold replied mary louise and mother told me to come right back as supper will be waiting but she wanted me to ask you whether you had heard anything from margaret tears came to the old lady's eyes and she shook her head not a thing since last christmas she answered sadly you know she didn't come home then but she wrote to us and sent us a box of lovely presents expensive things so i knew she must be doing well she had a position in a harrisburg store at first you know and then she told us she had gotten a fine job in a philadelphia store that was where the last letter came from the last we ever received from her didn't you write to her asked mary louise yes of course we did but the letter was returned to us what store was she working in i am going to philadelphia for the christmas holidays and i might be able to find her i'm not sure but the package was marked strawbridge and clothier on the box did you ever hear of that store yes i did and i'll go there and make inquiries for you mrs detweiler 
the old lady seized mary louise's hand gratefully oh if you could only find her mary louise she exclaimed we'd be the happiest couple alive i'll do the best i can promised the girl as she turned to the door she ran all the way home eager to find out what her mother was going to say in reply to her father's startling proposition about her christmas vacation End of chapter one this recording is in the public domain